0: Welcome to the new media show.
1: We're back doing the new media show again. People are actually gonna listen to this jump. We do it live?
2: We're live right now. We'll just do it live! We're doing live! We're doing live!
1: We just can't get enough. The new media show. Let's go. Just do it live! We'll
2: do it live! We'll do it live!
0: Bada bing bada boom.
1: The new media show. we do it live.
2: Just do it live!
1: The New Media Show. I'm like Adam Curry and you're more like John C. Tavora. I think I am Adam Curry and you're the old per We do it live. on the New Media Show again. The New Media Show. Technology. Ooh. Ooh. We make it sound so special. Hey, we're back with the well, New Rob, Media here, Show. Yeah. Go ahead, Todd.
0: <laughs> Sorry, I jumped right in there thinking I was supposed to go but uh, I'm bandwidth limited so sometimes it's going to be gargled. But here we are. We're uh, back with the new media show. Uh, a week off because Rob was out in LA. We'll talk about that later. But most important, let's talk with Tom because he's short on time and he's out in London. And uh, Tom, how did how has been the first day of the show and
3: out there? And uh... it's been good. It's been good. Rob, Todd, nice to nice to be on with you guys tonight. Here in London, and uh, and today where you are um, on the other side of the pond, um, it's been a great day. Um, we're at the end of day one, um, the first full day here at the podcast show in London uh, this year. It's been it's been fantastic. We've had just over three thousand people through the door for today. Um, we've had an, about two hundred speakers, a uh, hundred sessions, um, lots of networking going on. There's been a real buzz. It's been really good. I'm tired now. I'm ready for. I need to. I need to rest my weary bones. Ready for day two. But it's been brilliant. There's a networking party going on at the minute, Um, and even the sun came out for in London, which is a rare treat. (laughs) Yeah,
1: that that is terrific. I know. I was out there um, last spring for your first event, and I was very impressed by by the professionalism of the event and how many people were turning out and. And just the caliber of, of uh, your sponsors and the, your speakers and stuff. I know that the YouTube folks were out there in force last year, and I don't know if they're out there in force this year. Um, but, yeah, why don't you tell us about kind of the scope of the support that you're getting for yeah. this event?
3: Right. It's been, it's, yeah, it's been amazing, to be honest. We launched it, but the first one that you came to last year, you know, we we looked to launch it in 2020 and, and we know what happened there with COVID. So we pushed it back and we ended up doing the first one last year. Um, with that delay, you know, came the boom in, in podcasting through the pandemic and a lot of people turned into the industry, which was fantastic. And it really helped us out. To establish the event in, in year one last year, um, and we, you know, we were fortunate enough to ha- to have some some good sponsors, some really amazing sponsors um, stick with us through that time, like the likes of Spotify and Amazon Music and Acast and Audio Boom and the BBC here in the UK and and global, uh, as well as many, you know, um, microphone brands and, and manufacturing brands that are, that prop up the industry as well. Um, and, and it was a good kickoff first show. And, and so we're, we're just super happy to be back for year two and be able to grow it as well. And, and those partners have, have come with us and some new ones along the way for year two as well, which is, has been brilliant. You know, the likes of Sky News um, here in, in the UK and, and they're broadcast live business program from uh, live on their TV channel this morning from from the show floor, which is fantastic, a real buzz. Um, just having a live TV show, and they built the studio here in the middle of the event as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it's the speakers that have been traveling for it, as uh, coming over from the US, has been brilliant to see. Like we had Will Pearson. Uh, opened the show from from iheart podcast today talking about you know the busting the myths around podcasting at, at the moment and what's going on within the industry and you know we feel very humble as well in terms of the the people that travel over to, to the show All the, over 40 countries have been represented in terms of those that are buying tickets so it's the international feel of it it's just been amazing it feels like everyone's using london in these few days to come together from the podcasting industry Mm -hmm. to to meet to network to share knowledge to do business yeah it's been it's been a good day
1: yeah i think um, my perception last year was that there wasn't a lot of involvement um it coming out of the united states uh or north america on uh, for the event um and i'm definitely getting the sense this year that uh, the situation on that has changed. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. it does feel like that. It really does. Um, I think last year in May, if you cash your your minds back 12 months, we were just coming out of COVID. People were still a little bit nervous to to travel mm-hmm. around that time as well. Yeah. Um, those that did make it over. And we had a good turnout last year. Um, yeah. But definitely, it feels like it's turned up a notch in terms of the people that have been travelling for it as well. Now with twelve months, you know, down the line out of COVID, and and that feels, you know, for some very far away, and and the restrictions are lighter, and people are just back to the normal business travel in in many cases. I I, I feel like you know this over these few days
1: as yeah. well. Yeah, Todd, did you have a question? You want to ask?
0: No, I just you know I saw, of course, on social some of the uh, you know some of the networking parties that were happening last night, kind of pre-show and uh, meetups, yeah. and it looked like you've got a great representation uh, from the United States. And of course, uh, what are your numbers looking like? What do you think you're going to tap out at?
3: We're we're hoping around six and a half thousand um, over over the two days, um, and that's um, yeah, that that's what we're aiming for, really. So yeah, we started last night. We had a, a preview night and it's the first time that we did it we didn't do it last year but that was really just we had the the venue set and we had around four to five hundred people here um we had a few great things going on we had an in conversation with a a podcaster here in the uk called fern cotton um who runs a uh, a well-being podcast called happy place it's a it's a really well-established brand over here um and then we had ashley flowers who you guys will know i'm sure um Mm -hmm. And we gave actually our Trailblazer Award, really just to, to someone who is is doing amazing things in the industry and building out, you know, the true crime scene and her passion, but also doing more with podcasting and, and really making an impact with um, with her brand and and how she's looking to push things forward creatively, but within business as well. So we we gave a nod to to Ashley and and what she's been doing, and it was really just a chance for people, again, you know, who travelled over. Um to the show to give them a bit more of a yeah a bit more of a look around what we're doing because it's it's very busy you know we had three thousand people here today. The venue's not that big when you put all yeah. those people in and then all the <laughs> activations and all the talks and so it's it's yeah it's a full on environment brilliant um right. But last night was a bit more of a chilled, yeah, glass of wine, kind of walk the floor um vibe. And yeah, people seem to enjoy it. So I think I think we'll do it again. Um but yeah, to, to answer your question, we're looking at about six and a half thousand. That's what we'd be we'd be happy, uh, happy with. And and just casting an and I back to last year, we had 40% of those that came last year did travel from overseas. And I think we'll probably be close, closer to 50-50 this mm. year as well which we'd be would be really happy with yeah we want to we really want to be the international show as well being in london you know luckily we have you know you you know you guys in, in north america um but then we've got europe on our doorstep obviously mm. and people traveling over from asia and then the, the pacific regions in australia so there's something in it i think People like coming to London as well. It's an amazing city. So they tying in a bit of a holiday off, off the back of it as
1: well is what yeah. I'm hearing. So, so Tom, I, you've been to some podcast events in the United States. Um, I, I presume yeah. um, doing research about the industry. Um, how would you compare, let's say some of the events in the United States compared to what you're doing in London at yeah. this event uh, And what are you doing differently? And, How do you see the market, um, you know, kind of embracing various elements that maybe you're doing maybe differently there that maybe are better than maybe what's being happening in the United States?
3: Yeah. I mean, we've, I've been over to podcast movement a couple of times. I went Mm -hmm. uh, podcast movement evolutions. I I, I went over to the one in LA um, last year and then to Vegas this year as well. I think what the, you know, what that event, I really enjoyed it. I think what we learned from from that event which mm-hmm. really really great is the networking aspect of it and how really when the industry comes together for these things they they just want to talk and they want to meet and you need to give them that environment to do that as well and so we've learned particularly from last year to this year that that networking element and and when you've got people um in the room or in in the city to, to come that are coming together for the event they just want that opportunity to. To really talk and, and think about the strategy for the future and do business and make new contacts and so we've we kind of took that idea and and have built that out ourselves so we've got things like our our pod house feature which is um it's a networking uh, back-to-back networking sessions with different brands like talent agencies or uh media buying agencies where people can just book onto those and and network and, and do an hours worth of um meet and greets basically so it's learning a bit from that um, in terms of what we're doing differently. I think, you know, what the way that we're we're pitching it and what we our background. Myself and, and the festival directors, we, we you know, one has come from a trade show kind of traditional conference background. That's Tibet Chul's, and then the other director is, is Jason Carter, who comes from a, a a kind of media and and festival background as well. So we're kind of combining those elements of you've got the talks and masterclasses and, and the conference element, but then there's a feel of a festival when you walk into the into the room as well. And the, you know, the amazing vibrancy of the, um, of the industry, we want to, yeah we want to create that. And so you get a feel of, you know, there's music playing when you walk in and it just feels a bit like a music festival as well in terms of that respect of the, of the buzz around mm-hmm. it. So yeah, yeah, that's kind of what we're, we're trying to create and, it's kind of another event that i've been to in this in the states which i, I really love is south by southwest mm-hmm. um in my previous uh, job before doing this role i worked at the bbc for for a good number of years and, and we were lucky enough to travel over to south by for you know five or six times and you know i don't know if you guys have been or you know yeah or, i've been you know, yeah, I've been many times. Street, yeah. That, i mean that feeling of sixth street and oh yeah yeah uh, uh, we, want, we we have a live show side of what we do here. So in mm-hmm. the evenings during the week of the festival, um, we run yeah live podcasts around London. Um, and the, the region or area where we do the show is, is called Angel in Islington uh, in London. And the street that we've got, I'm not going to say it's like six streets, that's just, it's very unique to Austin. Um, but upper street where the street is, there's, there's about 500 bars and restaurants scattered around. Yeah. And so we really want to tie into that and kind of put our roots down here in this region. You know, keep keeping this location. Um, we feel like we've got a good relationship with the with the council here, and we just want to make uh, make and, and build out and use you know what's on our doorstep as well around the local area.
1: Yeah, it's awesome. Doug, did you have any follow up?
3: No, and I know he's
0: short on time, so I just wanted to thank you for, you know, taking time out of your busy schedule and hanging out with us here for a little bit tonight. And, uh, you know, I guess from my standpoint, I wish you the best of luck for the show and, and great success, and uh, hopefully next year Rob and I are both be there.
3: Right. Oh, 100%. No, we'd, of course. We'd love to have you over. I know, Rob, you know, you coming out last year, it was, you know, it was great to see you here. Yeah. So, no, I think you were in the middle of a couple of other – um, yeah. Conferences. We were. Yeah, I had right to go middle. to.
1: Yeah, I had to go to um, Podfest um, yeah. the next day. So I. Yeah. I wasn't actually able to attend both days. I was only there for the first day. Yeah. So. Yeah.
3: yeah. No, we were. We were really pleased to see you over here for it. Yeah, it was great, and you're always welcome back. And we you know, you never know where, where things might lead. Oh, I you know, know, we may come exactly. over to the U S and, and, oh, and to expand, that's, you know?
1: that's an interesting little bit of news. <laughs> yeah. I mean, let's, let's see.
3: you never know, you never know. Right. Um, right. but it's, um, we're, we're really pleased what we built here. We're excited about the energy in the industry and, and how, you know, it's growing and we want to just do that and cr- continue to create the platform really for, um, for the industry here in the UK that feels like it's thriving and, and Europe and, and welcoming it, people through the doors as well. So one more day to go. Um, yeah. And then we'll look forward to 2024.
1: So the two things that I, one thing I wanted to ask you too, is what, how do you think podcasting is doing in Europe right now? Do you think that it's, it's still growing on the listening side really fast? Uh, what's the content kind of environment for podcasting over there right now? Is it is the content side still healthy, and are people yeah. still investing in new programs?
3: They they really are. I mean, at the show, it, it's interesting because, and I'm sure you get this as well in in the mm-hmm. states, but you know, we've got as you'll know, like a really healthy traditional media um, base right. with the likes of the BBC, BBC and Bauer yeah. Sky. They're all now um, turning their attention to um to podcasting in a big way hence why they want a presence at the show um and they're all kind of you know they're trying to compete with the likes of spotify and amazon and Mm -hmm. they they see that they're taking their audience and they're they're reacting to that in a really strong way and and that competition is brilliant it's really good and, and healthy and so it feels like it's in a really good place and and it does feel like there's interesting deals going on as well so um one bit of uh, we were talking about this today but just to get a small anecdote around a deal that was done with the diary of a ceo i don't know if you know that podcast or with, with Stephen bartlett it's one of the biggest mm-hmm. here in the uk yeah steven bartlett's an entrepreneur um and he's got a yeah the, the podcast is, is um is often number one in in the charts and mm-hmm. they've just he's done a, a deal with the bbc where that podcast even though it's an independent podcast it's it's now going to be on BBC iPlayer. That acquisition is really interesting how the BBC are buying content for their platform. And it's buying a podcast in, which is the first time that that's ever happened. So there's things like that going on. There's a lot of movement with talent as well. So traditional, you know, talent that's worked at the BBC as new newsreaders or mm-hmm. sports uh, reporters moving into the into the podcasting space and working with either independently or the other competing brands so there's a lot of transition between the talent and uh, and the deals that are being done as well so it does feel like it's in a good place and, and uh, there's a few stories today from from Europe as well of, of companies being acquired and, um, uh, and you know it, it being, this being our second year now, companies mm-hmm. we're seeing the growth in them as well in terms of where they were 12 months ago to where they are now and Uh, and the content that they're producing, but the ambition that they've got as well. So the independent sector here feels, it it does feel in a really good place as well. And we can see that in terms of the the creative ambition, the brands and the advertisers that are coming down to the event, I guess, because we have a, a bit of a unique view of it with the show because of um i mean you get to see it out in person just living out before your eyes really over these couple of days of, of who's coming into the building and who's having the um the conversations and being present yeah the the brands and advertisers that are, are looking to move into this space as well feels very exciting and healthy and and with that becomes a, a healthy scene really an and industry
1: do you see the independent podcaster community um starting to to grow and uh, Foster, you know, some good content and things like that that's coming out of that?
3: We do. We do. I mean, uh, and you see here, again, through the lens of the the podcast show and and what we see, uh, Mm -hmm. you you know, how it's playing out. The likes of Acast and Amazon Music, the focus really here at the show is is creators. They really want to engage with that creator community and nurture it and, and bring them onto their platform. And same with Spotify as well. And that's their kind of mission here whilst at the show and um so w- we have 10 different content spaces that we have talks and panels going on throughout the throughout the few days um and and the ones that are really grassroots advice around how to set up your podcast or how to monetize it or how to get the best sound or recording those are absolutely packed out so i, I think that hunger to to learn and to you know, to upskill yourself and just do better in your recordings, no matter what level you are within the, the industry, it feels like there's a real hunger and vibrancy within that. Yeah. Within that now, I think, you know, those, us that have been in the industry or, or been observing it for a while, we think it's been around for, for, you know, for a long time, but th- yeah. it's still new to a lot of people, isn't mm-hmm. it? And, oh, yeah. and and particularly like some of the most exciting things that we've seen or, and popular have been, the the video uh, you know the YouTube did a talk today Alison Lomax is the 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 MD at YouTube here in the UK and that was do it you couldn't move you couldn't get into that session because people are just hunger hungry to hear how right. do you how do you build the audience through video the video platforms and it's the same with you know with the TikTok platform as well and people really want to try and understand that. So as a creator it feels like People are not just thinking about podcasting now. It's kind of it's the whole three hundred and sixty of, of video and audio and how it all merges into one with socials as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I think that's kind of at the cutting edge of where podcasting is. Is this convergence with increasing interest in video yeah. and how that aligns with um, podcast creation on the audio side? So it's it, it's interesting development. But but I know you got to go, and I was hoping to exit off of um, a a little video off your website, I could play to oh, the audience okay. here. Yeah, um, that kind of gives. If, if if a person watching this hasn't um, seen the video on the website, yeah. they, they, it would give them a real good feel. I believe yeah. this video was recorded uh, from last year's event. Um, so yeah. yeah, but it's it's basically the same thing, not exactly the same, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's the
3: same, it's the same feel. Okay, um, it's been great talking to you. Thanks for having me on. It's yeah, yeah,
1: well, yeah, well thank you, Tom. I appreciate your 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 time away from the event i'm sure there's social oh, stuff going on you got to get back to so
3: yeah i'll i'll Thank head you out so well, much I hope to see you down at the show um yeah next year thanks thanks so much yeah i
1: don't know that we said this at the beginning but tom is the director of content for the event so he's yeah. he was the one that kind of led the the all the sessions and getting all that pulled together so it's great yeah. that you were able to pull away to come on and talk. To yeah us.
3: no my pleasure really good to ta- chat to you thanks okay. so much guys thanks sir all right thanks, thanks
1: bye 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 so Todd Sorry, I was gonna play up. this this video really quick and yeah, uh, go ahead then then we can uh, get back to our 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 little talk segment as well I'm not sure <laughs> okay which uh let's see which one should I click on this one will probably work let's see here Todd can you see it okay
0: Yeah, I can see it. It's not full screen, but it's
2: even bigger. The podcast show 2023 at the Business Design Centre, London. 15,000 people. By day, the biggest international festival for the business of podcasting, welcoming the industry's global leaders alongside the most recognisable names and thousands of podcast creators all under one roof, right in the heart of London. Expect hundreds of panels and sessions, exhibitors, keynotes, live broadcasts, and very special guests. By night, the podcast show goes live to thousands of fans with a festival of 30 live shows across London. The podcast show 2023 partners include Amazon Music, Wondery, Acast... Audio boom BBC Sounds Global Sony Music Entertainment and Audible the podcast show for the creators the industry and podcast fans the 24th and 25th of May
0: you're you're very brave in play, playing that rob <laughs> <laughs> because uh, i will guarantee that'll guarantee that'll get me a youtube copyright strike Oh, it will. Oh. Yeah, you, yeah. It's yeah. And matter of fact, I would be surprised if the YouTube Live is still live.
1: Oh, really? Well, wow. okay. yeah.
0: You you cannot. Yeah, you have to be real careful when playing other people's YouTube clips on YouTube Live.
1: Okay. All right. Well, we'll see. Right. Yeah,
0: but you know the StreamYard has changed, and I, there's one thing I do not like about it. It's uploading while we're talking, and if you are in a bandwidth constrained situation it's it kills because i could i could hear about every third word that he said i'm hearing you okay now but uh it seems to gotten better when he jumped off so maybe there's not as much uploading going on while i'm talking at the same time but anyway
1: yeah, from what I understand, it actually locally records. So at the end of the session, yeah. it should upload the audio and
0: <laughs> Yeah, that's a be problem better. when you're yeah. only on like uh 400k up. You know, I have oh, no bandwidth. Okay. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> okay. All right. Well, so
0: anyway, uh, how you doing?
1: I'm I'm doing okay, Todd. I'm hanging in there. So, yeah, so you know, it's, it's exciting getting in and doing doing a little more with uh with StreamYard and and I as you know, I launched a, a new show myself uh, called mm-hmm. uh, Trust Factor, and so I, I'm at my fourth episode on that. So I'm trying to do that convergence, like we were talking about with Tom, <laughs> a bit, right. of doing doing video as the primary and then doing right. podcasting too. So yeah, um, so and it, you know it's still coming together. There's a total of ten content creators, but as of June 1st, there's going to be twenty um, oh, okay. awesome. different shows on this. Uh, a one hundred t v platform, so mm, okay, so it'll be interesting, but uh it's there's been some news going on
0: it, it's interesting it's, you're calling it t v
1: <laughs> well, actually, that name was uh was named by ross brand um he's really the lead of the network, and it's it's being done somewhat so each of the shows creates their show gives them to ross he um Puts them all into one uh, one video file and plays it as though it's a live live uh, lean back experience, television hmm. experience, right? Or a okay. or a linear playback type of experience. Um, so you can start and watch through, and there's breaks, and there's transitions, and there's things like that, just like what you would see on a on a streaming cable channel or something like that. So that's the model right. behind it. Well, I think that's uh, interesting. Seems like a lot of work.
0: <laughs> yeah so yeah. uh yeah lots of going on lots going on in the news yeah youtube specifically
1: oh yeah well that one was the one well, that broke we, today, as we, right
0: yeah. as as we predicted as yeah. we predicted they're they're not going to play ball
1: no yeah no, i mean no uh it's exactly like what we were talking about as it turned out. Yeah.
0: No, no advertising in the content caching. Yeah.
1: No, Well, it's, it's a very confusing message. You know, if you read what James put in his post today, it says YouTube requires that podcasts must not contain any ads, but then it goes on to say regular ads. What's the definition of a regular ad? Um, is, is the question, right? Um, are not allowed to be uploaded to YouTube. So we request Uh feeds be ad free sponsored Uh segments can however be included if manually marked as such. So, so YouTube does have this ability to label like a host read or something like that as a paid endorsement segment or that kind of thing. Um, but, This raises the question, like we talked about, Todd, is that uh, what they're expecting from podcasters is when they say ad-free regular ads, what they're really talking about is um, ad-inserted, pre-recorded ads. Um, Those can be host reads, um, but they can also be programmatic too, right? Um, Did YouTube talk to every host to get them to enable for their content creators, a RSS feed that has all of their episodes without ads. Most don't podcasters
0: so. don't create, most podcasters don't create their content that way. Only a small number of podcasters create their content using, using digital audio insertion.
1: The well, yeah, but shows the, do not, but the programmatic side, uh, basically it doesn't matter I mean,
0: if it's programmatic or not. It's it, 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 the, the key here is, is that, the very, very, very shows that are doing in-host red ads are using DAI. They are still doing, baking them in. There's okay, a small so you're okay with
1: what they're doing here then? No, I, I'm not. Okay. Well,
0: that, but the, but the that, thing is, they, they're talking a about... a right. yeah. yeah, well, they say it can't have ads. It means it can't have ads. Then why are you saying you can have sp- yeah, sponsored but sections? Saying,
1: but it's saying that you can have s- sponsored segments. Um, as long as they're labeled in YouTube, right? So I can run
0: a forward ad and it can be allowed to run in the content and it's, it's good to go.
1: Well, I think the distinction is that the dynamically inserted regular advertising. And I think to some degree, this is, this is where YouTube is going, going sideways on us is that they're misunderstanding what's going on. And I don't know that they, they really care what's going on. The big question that I was thinking about earlier today was, you know, really in a lot of ways, this isn't too much different than what you've been able to do with YouTube for a very long time. Actually, right, right. With, the, with the API, automatic, you know, insertion into YouTube that that's available on most of, most of the podcast hosting platforms today. But that's passed to them via an API. Um, and then that's converted into a video file. Uh, and then posted there and YouTube's hosts that content. Um, the question that I hadn't thought of until just today is that, is that video file that's sent to them via the API ad free? No,
0: no one's been doing that.
1: Well, okay. But the whole point of, uh, programmatic is to have automatic insertion and dynamic insertion. Okay, of so different ads. So right?
0: just so we're clear, there's a difference between programmatic and DAI.
1: Not a huge okay. difference though. Okay. I mean, but, it,
0: but technically right. programmatic is something where you are automatically being served ads. Yes. It's inserted DAI. So, okay. Right. It's all using is, the
1: same technology to put the, the content in there it's just what's what's the ad is it recorded -recorded pre-recorded by a host read Uh, Mm -hmm. or or is it an ad that was sent to the content creator and they manually traffic it um so there really isn't a big i don't think there's a big difference between the it is a duck duck. yeah i mean it's still dynamically inserted content that uh Mm -hmm. is not going to be um optional in the YouTube platform because they're rehosting it. But my whole point was is that the whole, um, API based submission, uh, is what I just don't know what was happening to the D de- dynamically inserted content in the, in the API submission it must have in been left
0: in there. It must has been in there.
1: Is it okay.
0: Yeah. Why, not? because who's doing that that's done manually by the content creator, that isn't being done automatically.
1: Yeah, it is. It's through th- that. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, you can do it in Lipson today. You can set up your account in YouTube um, inside of the podcast hosting platform with, with, with Lipson and it's also available in, in, in Spreaker as well. So you and don't I, I, have to
0: manually trigger that. It just does it.
1: Yeah. You auto configure it to, to automatically send that, that uh, podcast file over to YouTube when you publish it. Mm. So, and my question has been: Is what happens to the advertising in that situation? Does it? It's still in there. Get okay, then
0: because there's not enough people doing it, it's brought up to YouTube's radar. Now it is going to be on their radar. So if you've been running ads in your content now, now they're going to be on the lookout. And it's, this is a, this is dumb. This is dumb to begin with. What they have done is dumb, and uh, it, it's it's not even. I'm not going to lose any sleep over it. Because the big boys that rely on advertising in their shows that are running DAI programmatically are not going to submit.
3: They're not going to submit to YouTube.
1: Yeah. I mean, because what YouTube is setting up is the expectation that the, that you will monetize through their pathways.
0: Well, Um, good luck with that. You gotta be, you gotta have the 4,000 listing hours per year
1: to uh to do that yeah well i mean yeah they didn't clarify that so i I don't know what they're what they've come down on on that side yet i think that has yet to to be fully fully deployed but what's different about this really is that they're they're enabling you as a podcaster to submit your rss feed directly to them versus having to do it through an api connection with your podcast host is that's what i see is the difference here Um, and, and that if they didn't talk, I mean, Todd, did, did you talk to YouTube about this? Nope.
3: Nope.
1: nope. Okay. So they're, they're setting up a situation and I know that they didn't talk to the hosting platforms that I was working for. Um, Mm -hmm. they're setting up a, a situation where people are going to be submitting RSS feeds to them that have dynamically inserted content in them. Um, and they will capture a snapshot. Of that, which could include, you know, anywhere from two to to four or five um, ad inserted ads in there that will forever be in the content.
0: Well, um, that's up to the podcaster to understand that. And I'm not going to make a gateway to submit to YouTube.
1: Yeah, or a separate RSS feed that no. has has episodes that are ad free.
0: Well, PowerPress users, if they decide they want to do that, they can do that. They can set up a separate feed and do do that on their own. But it's right. dumb. That's it, That an audio file is going to get listened to one time. It's going to get uploaded one time. So why not just upload to YouTube straight? It's dumb. This is well, because stupid. you can't
1: upload an audio file directly to YouTube. So
0: They convert it anyway.
1: I know. Well, does YouTube do it? If you okay, can you go into the YouTube interface today and select an MP3 file and upload I, it I'm to YouTube? I'm not sure. I've, I've never tried. I've 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 tried it. And there's no pathway for that. So well,
0: then guess what? Then then the podcasters decide they want to provide an RSS feed to YouTube. They just we're just going to have to educate, and those that want to can. Uh, but I'm not going to do anything on Blueberry's side. To facilitate that.
1: Yeah. Though I think that there's going to be a lot of people, and Tom kind of alluded to this too on the call, that there's a lot of people with a lot of interest around this.
0: Well, Um, we have already seen the great success people are having with podcasts on YouTube. Yeah. Well. The four or five people having success on YouTube.
1: Well, some shows, it depends on how they approach their their shows, if they're primarily a, I mean, I've seen, I know of probably at least a handful of shows that are very successful on the video side. Um, see a handful. Well, th- that's just me personally because sure. I follow follow certain shows. I can't speak to the whole platform, but um, that 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 have very successful video shows. They're getting maybe in, anywhere from um, ten to you know. 200, 300,000, uh, video plays per episode, um, that also have a podcast RSS feed, um, that they're putting out their audio version out into that. I have not heard, um, what the numbers are on the audio side. Um, that is something that I'm very interested in, in trying to find out. So if, if a show that's doing, being very successful on YouTube, Looks like a podcast sounds like a podcast kind of like what we're doing here. If they can achieve equal success at least or some um, close to equal success on the on the audio side um, then we will have some sort of a vision of what that model might look like it's um, rare it's rare oh, i i I don't doubt that it's rare, but I do think that we're going to see some people um interested in. Trying to pursue it. I know that's that's well, what I'm doing doing with this show that I, this new show that I launched. Well just I'm trying to a find video out. is
0: a video is a different animal. And you know, and uh I say to people that want to do that, good luck. But don't get distracted from the price. Don't get yeah. distracted from you know from what is the potential. And don't, also don't get pissed off when you get deplatformed off YouTube well, when you say the wrong
3: thing
1: that's a whole other discussion just like what you were saying about me playing that that promo for an event right which right. shouldn't trigger any kind of a takedown if the algorithm has any intelligence around it at all but um, it doesn't
0: it just sees you're playing someone else's audio and content on another youtube channel and that boom immediately you'll get a strike so i've had to stop because i've been on because i stream live i cannot play clips in my show that I've wanted to play for years, because ninety nine percent of the time, if I play a clip that's anywhere, if I play a fifteen second clip from NBC, fifteen second clip from uh, from wherever, and there's audio and video involved in both, bam, I get hit. I get hit with a a, a copyright violation because I've realized that content. It's not original.
1: Yeah, I watch a lot of. Uh... Uh, YouTube videos, um, my, myself is, you know, w- one of the primary places that I get kind of information about what's happening in the world. And I see a lot of shows playing clips. Um, and I, I don't hear of them getting taken down. So I'm not well, sure. Well, they're probably
0: not. They're probably playing the video with no audio or they're playing audio with no video. They're not playing both.
1: Mm-hmm. It'd be very... Oh, it's, it's- it's playing both is what well, gets you. It, it, it depends.
0: It, it depends on what the what the producer of that content has set that copyright to. But again, it all depends on. Oh, where okay. So
1: the the producer of the video can set how sensitive it is to. Right, you can being, set your being...
0: copyright level in YouTube. Yeah. Okay. So I think I it's just possible that. that. Yeah, that I some people. I just had good luck.
1: Yeah, I mean it it could be that people just don't realize that they, they don't go in and properly set those configurations if they want other people to promote what they're doing. Right. Cause th- yeah. that's the trade off of that. Right. Is people won't do like I, what I just did for the podcast show because mm-hmm. you know, if like, I didn't to, know I could, I could go in and set that to, I'd love um, to play
0: clips on YouTube, but I've just, every time I've done so it's ended badly, especially right, when there's right. background music, right. If it's just purely, Voice, it's not as an issue, but as soon as that mm-hmm. background music gets in there, yeah, it's 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 because who knows what they may have licensed that background music from someone else, but I haven't licensed it. So mm-hmm. that's when it becomes an issue.
1: So do you ever, uh, have you ever thought about trying to put your, your show out on a platform like a Rumble?
0: Yeah, it could be another destination. I don't care. It's It is what it is.
1: Yeah, because I, I think I've maybe mentioned this on the show before, but I do know some some shows. A friend of mine is doing a show out of Portugal. That's um, he does he streams half of his show on YouTube, and then mm-hmm. he turns I mean, off YouTube whatever. and streams the rest of the show on Rumble. Right. <laughs> so he yeah, can I, section off the content. Um, but I don't this.
0: necessarily have content that needs to be sectioned. So
1: yeah, but you, you might. Todd. I know that you have uh, thoughts but, like,
3: and, but I don't I mean, go political. You,
1: yeah, but are you feeling like you're you're holding back or you're censoring yourself? No, not at all. Not at all. Okay. No. Because yeah, I think no. that's that's the real danger of this, right? Is is feeling like you're you're censoring what you can talk about on your show based This, this on, is
0: why we do this is why we do podcasting is we, we're not censored.
1: Well, yeah. Um I think we did talk about in the last episode that the, uh, that there is a growing um, kind of interest in moderation and podcasting and
0: well, good luck so hopefully
1: right. And I we <laughs> talked about that in the last episode. Um, so if you want to hear more about that uh, yeah. at, a, at a deep level, go back and listen to the last episode that we did. We talked extensively about the uh, content moderation coming to podcasting um, at least Around the advertising side um, currently,
0: so talk a little bit about the uh your your attendance at outlier. How was it
1: um well to set expectations, that event is a fairly small event i would I would put it on the scale of like a pod camp per se mm-hmm. um, you know you know a few hundred people and lots of great great speakers and and people that are you know like Danny Pena was there and he was on a panel w- w- with me as well. I mean, he lived right in that Burbank area. Um, so, so you know, so we had some great um, sessions that were talking a lot about, you know, AI technology and things like that. So um, from a content perspective and, and venue, it was a very unusual venue. It was actually a production studio hmm. um, that, actually had a, um, a very very nice uh, podcast uh, recording studio built into it. Um, but also they do a lot of, a lot of video productions there as well. being close to Burbank and stuff like that that's a, that, that's a hot area for for video productions but um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I, I enjoyed it a lot um, so so I heard that the next one uh, the next outlier conference is going to be in Salt Lake City. So, and then next year it'll be in the following year it'll be in Toronto, so that's the next time frame for that and then well, there's podcast movement coming up sure uh in in August, so you know I think we're all gonna be there. We'll probably wind up doing this show live there as well, but I did uh submit a session um outside of the the show i I haven't heard anything from that team yet um yeah i haven't I,
0: I did not actually submit a submission for for podcast movement
1: so oh you didn't okay
0: no i did not this time
1: so so what do you think of the the news that spotify is going to start using ai to create host reads
0: (laughs) well the most inauthentic thing you could possibly do Uh,
1: yeah well yeah well that's but i can see i can see their thinking though if you think about it todd um I know that Spotify and iHeartRadio are very much into the programmatic experience, right? Because it's let's let's say it like it is. It's it's a mirror of what they are used to with broadcast radio. Right. Um, it's it's the same ideology, the same methodology, the same kind of process, right? So if they can merge host reads with programmatic, and this would be a way of doing that, right? Um, okay then they they probably feel like they have a real win-win here.
0: Did my audio just get better? A little bit. Yeah, I was, because uh, we had that kershuffle at the beginning. The second time I came in, I didn't set my settings, So I am now on the right microphone.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't think that you were actually on, on the SM7B. Um, no, and
0: or, I uh, am now. So someone yeah. said in the chat, sounds like he's not on the right microphone, and I just switched it. So I yeah. yeah. apologize.
1: Yeah. It definitely sounds, sounds much better. Sounds better. Yeah, it does. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry about that, but that's all right. I did most of the talking, I think (laughs) for the earlier part, (laughs) but, um, but yeah, I thought it was really interesting that Spotify was moving in that direction. And I do think that AI is definitely coming um, fast into podcasting. Um, And it's, I think it's just going to be a regular flow of announcements. I know I was in New York um, just a couple of days ago at a podcast or an AI um, kind of like meetup in the Chelsea district. And I'm trying to get more embedded in the AI community itself. Um, So I'm, I'm working on a possible project that would involve um, getting more involved in creating content around AI. So um, not, I mean, to some degree, using AI but more to do with just covering what's happening in the AI industry um, well so. we're running
0: a uh a big survey for blueberry customers right now, right. and uh, the initial leanings on the survey is that a lot of podcasters are very skeptical they're very scared they're concerned about uh, quality uh yeah there's a whole host of of issues um where individuals are are pretty concerned. So uh, we'll see where the survey results end up. But uh, I think a lot of podcasters have an extreme amount of skepticism right now um, and, and utilizing it uh, for, for show production because it's making yeah. them, making them creatively lazy. <sighs>
1: <laughs> well, yeah. And it's probably fairly distracting too, because people are, you know, experimenting and trying different things and, and, and monkeying with their workflows, right. The uh, Mm -hmm. things that they've been used to doing um, and they're thinking that they can save time or there's some benefit to, because everybody's a buzz about AI technology that somehow it's going, it's something that they have to embrace because if they don't, they're going to get left behind or they're not going to be able to be as good or something like that, which I don't know that is really a true statement right now that, you know, embracing AI technology is going to somehow make your podcast dramatically better. I don't know that that is something that. No, I don't. Realistic. It's not.
0: And, and I think what it's going to do. And the one thing that I've found, you know, we made a, a deal. Well, not a deal, but we partnered up with a company called Memento. And hmm. um, they basically, I, I think it's a great social promotion tool. Uh, I don't, you know, that's the way I look in the strength of the tool is the social promotion aspect and saving time in that. I don't see a lot of uh, production savings going into, you know, pre-production planning and that type of stuff. But I know some people are playing with it a lot. I just caution them, you know, make sure you know your topic and make sure you're not, you know, counting out all the, the details that it gives you as fact because it's not. It gets it wrong a lot.
1: Yeah, I think you do. If you rely on AI technology, and this is my own personal experience, because I've been playing with it too. If you uh, try and rely on it for the pre production or pre planning, uh, I think you have to be very skeptical. And I think you have to edit um, a lot of the output that it generates for you um, to make sure that it's number one, update. (laughs) It's not giving you old information because the free version of Chat GPT is based on 3.5, not so uh, and that tends to be two-year-old data so you have to take it with a grain of salt um, and and make sure that y- you edit it um, to be more current right the first um, the
0: first advertisement i hear that addresses me by name my area or anything like that of of any regard i'm immediately leaving that show forever right um, if, if there is going to be that type of Personalization, where they will deliver an ad to Todd. Uh, I'm done. I'm gone. I'm going to uh, uh, because it's a privacy thing. It's you know again, and this is what Spotify's talking about doing. They're talking about making highly targeted ads to their registered user base, and um, if that you know, they have that data because you're logged in. Yeah, so you you right. know, but if if they if I see that technology being employed outside of a logged in platform, uh, I'm out of here
1: yeah, if it's doing it outside of a login platform i I would agree with you, Todd. I think that there's some red flags there around around privacy, so you have to wonder you know they are doing some external mapping of your i p address um, to to get that done, and that comes with some significant compromises to your your privacy and, and, and all you have to do is do something wrong one time to a EU citizen.
0: Yeah. And, uh, you know, you face a billion dollar fine, just like, uh, it just happened a few days ago with uh, Facebook.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I guess, uh, YouTube also added, um, uh, the podcast tab to the YouTube TV experience now. so, mm. so, I guess, uh, podcasts have now, you know, migrated across the whole platform. So again, it's about video. It's not
0: about audio. It's a video play. So for those that are not interested in doing video, then don't get too excited about this YouTube thing.
1: Yeah. I think you just, you know, you just have to keep in mind that, uh, YouTube has, as far as I can tell, and from what my conversations with them, they are not embracing audio. (laughs) Of course. Right. What they're doing is they're everything that they do is a video. Right. right so right, the, right. if they're taking audio from your RSS feed, they are converting it into a video file
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that's how they're delivering it. Cause their whole infrastructure is HLS and, right. and, and it's e, though HLS can deliver audio. Um, it's, it's, their infrastructure is built only for video. So that's what they're going to push people into and, and that's, that's the experience that we're going to expect. And, and, uh, I don't know, I haven't talked to any of the big media companies about their embrace of what's happening with YouTube right now with this RSS feed thing. But my guess would be is that quite a few of them are very, um, skeptical of it, um, and not able to really embrace it if they're taking advantage of programmatic advertising. Um, cause As far as I know, none of the podcast hosts are enabling ad-free RSS feeds. Now, maybe Lipson might have that ability with their custom RSS feeds per destination. They might have that ability.
0: Zach says, is this a podcast about podcast? Two
1: podcasts on a podcast talking about podcast? Uh, yes. Yes. This is a
0: podcast about podcast.
1: But I think that the conversation is, is definitely on this show and it has been for the history of the show has been much broader than just podcasting. Um, right. but you know, podcasting has kind of always been the undertow cause that's, that's kind of Todd and I's experience base. So that's, that's why we talk about these topics, but video has always been a big part of this, um, this conversation around podcasting. So, you know, both Todd and I go way back in this medium, back in the day when, Video was probably 30 percent of the podcasting market. Um, that was before YouTube, so right. or before YouTube had a significant stake in this conversation. There they were whole media companies, venture funded media companies that were formed just to create video podcasts, and that's distributed video via RSS. Um, and
0: you know, and we and I've been doing videos since more than ten ever, years. That's the same with this show, right? you know because of the you know just trying to see what works what doesn't playing around and uh you know there's ulterior motives for doing video in the early days uh no zach we never shake things up with a prank call or karaoke uh we do not do that on this show so uh there are plenty of pod youtube channels that do karaoke and plenty that do prank calls we are not right.
1: that no it's not our our yeah. format um Though I felt like we did some of that, Todd back when back when we were simulcasting on Clubhouse. Um, oh
0: yeah, that <laughs> that was the stupidest thing we ever did.
1: <laughs> well, we had to play with it a little bit. I'm actually I'm getting invited back in there again because they've.
0: Why waste time? Well, because it's a dead end. It's a dead platform.
1: Uh, not what I'm seeing in there. There's the last time that I was in there had 300 people, in a a session talking, and I was the guest talking about podcasting. All right. Well, so, I, so to I wouldn't say
0: Twitter it's dead. That's where the things are happening now.
1: What's that? Twitter spaces are where things are happening oh. now. Yeah. Well, th- thanks to Elon. <laughs> right. And then I did do a session on fireside the, uh, about a week and a half ago, two weeks. Oh, ago. Blasphemy. Blasphemy. Yeah. And, and that was put out as a, as a, uh, podcast on Lipson. So, Oh, blasphemy Uh, using fireside yeah right (laughs) mark cuban strikes again right yeah um but anyway so i've been just playing around and trying to learn as much as i can about um kind of innovations in this podcasting medium as video and ai and all the stuff kind of converge on the medium because it does seem like that there's a heightened interest Todd in these topics, and I saw it clearly at the the outlier event uh, as well. Uh, everybody was a buzz about, you know, what, what was happening with with video. Uh, I just keep hearing it more and more. So I don't know, you know.
0: I think Red Bar Zach says Red Bar Radio just hosts on his website, and he's rolling in the dough. I think he distributes uh, more places than his website. <laughs>
1: right, I'm sure that's probably true. Right, yeah. <laughs> But we all have our
0: website, and we understand the value of a website.
1: Yeah, and so let's see what other news is going on. Todd, have you heard anything?
0: You know, I've I just been nosed down because you know I've got a lot of uh, new product launches coming, so we've uh, been prepping for that, and and I just right. read the newsletter, and there's been really not been anything that's just kind of you know shook me to the core. The YouTube announcement this morning was interesting. Yeah. Uh, But, uh, you know, it's again, we're, we're heading into summer and things, uh, things are going to be picking up
1: everywhere else. I mean, if you look at the history of summer, it's, it's kind of always been kind of a lull point in podcasting, but I, I think the last couple of years, it's, it's been a pretty busy time as well. But, um, there was one other comment that was made. Uh, in 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 Pod News a couple days ago uh, about podcast hosting companies, copycats not innovators. Um, comment. Mm. I thought maybe this is a good topic for you and I to talk about based on our work and our history and our current work um, in the podcast hosting business. But uh, Patrick Hill, the CEO and founder of Dystopia, which is a, a, a fairly new platform, um, I, I believe that they're into like hosting podcasts as well. But his quote was right now, the podcast industry is growing from a copycat standpoint uh, uh, instead of from innovation. Or is it industry you about content? Uh, uh, well, uh, let me finish the quote here. It said the industry doesn't grow from every single company doing the same thing. So the the premise of this is he's talking about the hosting platforms. Mm. So, um, so I don't know. I mean, Todd, I mean, what's your feedback on that? I, I would disagree with the premise of what he's saying. Cause I do think that each of the platforms does something different. Now, granted there is some standardization across all the platforms of generally podcasters want this or want this kind of capability. And I think that standardization has has been a good thing. Um, but I do think each of the platforms has its own uniqueness. And I know I've been diving into learning about that. Like I got a platform demo from megaphone the, the other day. And I was, I was surprised by some of the stuff that I saw on there. Cause I hadn't seen a demo on that platform. They don't, I don't know if you knew this or not, but um, megaphone does not prioritize helping podcasters distribute their podcast. I don't know if that's a shock to you. It probably isn't, but they give you an RSS feed, don't don't get me wrong, but um their philosophy is not to uh, give you any um direct submission uh processes uh like you do and Spreaker does and Lipson and Buzzsprout and all of the the other platforms, they don't give you those one click submission processes in the platform. I was surprised.
0: Well, you know, I, I think uh it depends on their customer base, who their user personas are. You know, or yeah,
1: I mean, you know, the feedback they, was was that the reason that they don't do that is that they don't want to get in the middle of um, content distribution licensing. That's there's no licensing. I, I know. Don't no licensing. I tried to explain that to them that that it's really just accepting a terms of service is typically how it works. Yeah, that's um, displayed
0: the content creator and the content creator clicks yes or no and moves on
1: yeah but that was the surprising element to it um is that they were saying that their clientele uh wants to control the distribution to each platform and I said just because you have a one-click submission button doesn't mean that the the podcaster doesn't have control. They can decide whether or not they want to be on Spotify or Apple or any of the platforms. It's not like you're taking away that choice. All you're doing is making it easier for them to do that. But Megaphone has the philosophy that uh, they don't want to make it easier. Okay, good. So what does that mean, Todd, to you around their philosophy? Is it, is that they don't, they would, wants you to not submit somewhere else. They want to make it more difficult to submit make to a other. Make phone wants platforms. you to be
0: on Spotify, on Spotify right? <laughs> they don't want which, you anywhere else. Of which, course which, that's going to be their philosophy,
1: which gets back to a conversation um, about um, Spotify's other platform that the formerly known anchor platform, the, the pod, the Spotify podcasters um, platform. Um, um, which is different than Megaphone, but owned by the same company, uh, making RSS optional. So right. know you that can kind of see here. there is a little bit of a philosophical difference, right? Between they've been Spotify told to is doing, Spotify, right? And make it difficult for people. So the only way you can find out about how to submit to Apple or submit to Um, any other platform other than Spotify is to go into their um, Q and a section.
0: Hmm. So
1: you you have to literally search for how do I get into, you know, um, to overcast, right? How do I submit to Apple? And it will give you a, I mean, they'll give you, information about it and links to it but it's not like it's built into their interface right so that's a big difference it's a big difference in philosophy towards podcasters
0: but i also think that if someone had a grand idea the next amazing thing to launch in the podcasting space they would not talk about it when they did everyone would be astonished but the problem is is you know, you have to dig for good ideas. Yeah. And for us, it's been about now we're increasing features. You know, we're we're building new features, making things easier, doing some things that uh, make people understand the platform a little better. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, you know, because oftentimes someone will come in, I'll have a call with someone, and they don't even know that feature is in the platform. So, you know, you have to spend a little time, say, yeah, it's, it's here or there, or, you know, and, and, uh, making sure the UI is making it easy for people to navigate. It's a, com- a podcast hosting has become commoditized at this point. So really yep. it's, you know, the per- reason people pick platforms is a couple of reasons. Cost was their search on Google. Um, or they had a specific agenda for their show and they were looking for specific hosts to meet specific goals.
1: Yeah. Um, or some sort of a personal contact or personal relationship right. or whatever. I know that when I would move companies on the hosting side, some podcasters would say, well, you know, I'm going to move over to your platform. <laughs> so it was yeah. almost like if I changed jobs, it, it was like an endorsement as yeah, they, they moved. Yeah. Right. Right. So, so,
0: you know, I, I think that,
1: uh, we're not doing a not lot of a good
0: stuff. We're doing right. Most of us are trying to, you know, enhance the tools our content creators have to utilize. You know, mm-hmm. we just we just launched, uh, you know, seven new things in the podcasting two space. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, and it's this is again slow times for you know adoption of some of that stuff, mm-hmm. but you know we we've just put out, uh, you know, again it's about making it easier. As an example, chapter files, you know, making it easier for someone. Because before they, it was very very complicated. There's only a few places you could build chapter files. Now we build it so that they can build their chapter files right in the platform. They don't have to leave. They go in their episode and they can and they can make a co-host or a secondary party be able to come in and 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 support that. So I think really it's about making things easier um, and saving them time. Yeah. To the best of the ability that we can. Uh, not yeah. everyone's going to take advantage of all these cool features that are being put out anyway, because they don't have enough time now to even record their content. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think, you know, in, in just thinking back on my, my experience working for the podcast hosting platforms is that oftentimes if you work for a podcast, hosting platform, you don't really know in depth um, oftentimes the capability of your competitors. So what you're doing is, is your you're hearing what your podcasters are telling you of what they want um through customer service channels or whatever, and that's where the, the feedback comes from. It's not like everybody's out there trying to copy each other. I, Rob, I guarantee that was you, never never the goal is to copy someone else. Right. But I go. guarantee you that people
0: are looking at features that are being added and you know they have ghost accounts, and they're logging into systems well, and well, sure.
1: Yeah. Sure, I can see that happening they're too. Around. Yeah. And yeah, and, but every platform kind of has its own unique approach based on the, the, the staffing and the philosophy of its leadership. Um, I clearly saw that in my experience over being at, uh, working for three hosting platforms is they're very different, um, in their philosophy towards building a tool. So sure. it's, um, but I thought it was interesting to to kind of move on to another topic uh, the odyssey folks um who own cadence 13 pineapple street studios uh podcorn moonbeam which i think is kind of like a dead platform but um has, is going to be delisted from the stock market so this is i believe odyssey is the second largest it's cumulus right um it's the second largest radio company behind iheart well, the free money is gone. You have to make money.
0: And, uh, you know, if you need money and you're going out on the street, you're not getting good deals. You're not raising rounds. Uh, you're not able to continue to invest. You have to have a solid business model that is actually putting more money in the bank than it's taking out. So nope. when you're losing more money than you're earning, then you, you know, you, you or even just staying even, you lose your status on NASDAQ or New York Stock Exchange. And guess what? Happened to Libsyn. They got removed because of all kinds of crazy business. So it wasn't because well, of, of revenue. It was just, you know, bad accounting. Yeah, so. The
1: Libsyn situation was a, was a unique one um, from the standpoint, they, they self delisted themselves. It wasn't being forced on them by the, by the well, Rob, they were already
0: the on the pink sheet. So they, they were essentially delisted. already. Right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're a shareholder, Todd, you, you probably don't necessarily have that view necessarily because you can't trade your stock right now. Right. So right. Um, I have, I've, I've publicly said before I have Libsyn
0: some Libsyn in stock. I have a few, few shares here and there. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, um, but it's nothing significant. Yeah. I mean, I made money on their previous CEOs shenanigans. So.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't have any shares of Lipson. I got cashed out when I left. So um, it was just one of those things that I didn't feel a need to hold on to it. <laughs> <a good> thing. <laughs> so, but anyway, so I guess if you invested um, $200 in Odyssey this time last year, it'd only be worth 10 bucks now.
0: Oh, that's, that's a, that's a painful one right there.
1: Yeah. So but that's what the stock market's about.
0: You win some, you lose some, and some, you really mm-hmm. lose some. Yep, you know. So that's
1: that's kind of how it works. So Todd, are you seeing um, continuing interest from from investors in podcasting space? I I keep hearing about it too. Lots of them. It's interesting that that dichotomy of of um, companies, large companies, kind of delisting themselves, struggling financially, all this stuff, and then you see. A bunch of investors wanting to come into the medium or do they're something. Not, they're, right? not, they're
0: not coming in at ten times uh, that. You know, ten times. Uh, you know, they're coming in like one times EBITDA. You know, that's what they're coming in. Well,
1: so, so they're they're shopping could, deals you could turn them as kind of, you know, this is a little bit of a derogatory term, but vulture capitalists, is that what you're? <laughs> oh No, no, you know, there's some of them They come and said, Hey, well, you know, we'll take the company off your hands, but we want you to
0: continue to work. You know, uh, we'll, oh. we'll, we'll cash you out. And, uh, you, you just, uh, you know, you just be, uh, you just work an for an us. Employee, right. Yeah. Right. Be an employee. Yep. Yeah. And make sure you keep on making money or you probably won't be an employee too long. <laughs> so, I. Yeah, you know, there's lots of those deals out there, lots and lots and lots of them.
1: So how do you think, uh, Todd, as you look out based on what you're seeing with um, with the Blueberry platform, um, are you seeing rough times, rougher times in the next uh, six to 12 months? Um, we are putting more in the door than we're
0: l- losing. Okay, good. Okay, um, but it's, you know, it's not huge new numbers. So it's, you know, we're, we're, uh, we're doing okay. I can't complain. And, you know, the, it's not like we're losing money. It's, you know, the money's but we're not putting, uh, you know, we're not putting another million dollars on the, on the books this year either. So it's, it's, you know, it's one of those situations where the economy right now, there's going to be, if people haven't done their homework and haven't put in good controls, they may be in trouble. Um, I think the podcasting space still is still pretty flat. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and here's the challenge too. Well, everyone says, Oh my God, well, look how many new shows such and such platforms are getting. Well, you look at their loss numbers too. And um, you know, it's it doesn't mean if you're adding four hundred or five hundred or thousand new customers a month, if only two of them or ten of them stay, it means nothing.
1: Yeah, have you seen um churn? Um Pod feeding, th- those kind of things kind of our, our churn kind of has accelerate always been, a little bit?
0: No, our churn has always been historically incredible because of the simple fact our customers are different. Our there's customers have water. skin in the game. No, no, they have skin in the game. They have their own websites. They have their own businesses. They have, you know, there's a certain number that don't. But again, our business is different. We have people that have long staking needs to have content for their business to continue to grow.
1: Yeah, sure it's
0: really really low.
1: Yeah, I can see that, um, especially from the standpoint of if they have WordPress sites, right, right? Um, right? That they're they're doing other things. Yeah, obviously else they wouldn't have a WordPress site. Um, That's right. So that does put them in a little bit of a different position than someone that just like goes into, you know,
0: a, a company podcasters
1: or yeah. Spotify thing. Um, right. right.
0: Yeah. Right. Well, oh, yeah. matter of fact, there's a discussion that's happening right now on the podcast index. Should they, they're almost to the point where they are going to stop allowing anchor shows to be, or the equivalent of anchor shows to be submitted anymore because the, it's just this bloodbath of,
1: of continued try and die. Oh, so you're saying that if a podcast is created on a free hosting platform? Oh, it's,
0: it's got, it's probably has, in my opinion, probably is a 95, 96, 97% chance of failure. Right. Because there's no skin in the game. I have nothing to lose. Oh, I'll just come back to that later. It's not costing me anything. Mm -hmm. And they never come back for someone that's spending 12 or $20 a month. Well, then it's on back of their mind. Maybe I should do this. Maybe I should get going. It's costing me money. Mm Mm-hmm. And people are not arbitrarily just throwing money out on the floor right now. People are being very careful of the money they spend, right. and rightfully so. You've seen the cost of groceries lately, yeah. So you know it's uh, and power and everything else.
1: There is a lot of. I hear people talking about you know what what's happening with the inflation, uh, right? Um, oh, it's insane. Heard, well, I've heard that what has happened uh it it at least if you analyze the actual data is that um inflation isn't rising anymore but it's it's already i mean prices have jumped right o- over the last 6 sure. months yeah prices have months. jumped and they're staying there is what's yeah. happening and it's, it's not going backwards well not yet anyway but but what's not happening is it's not going up as fast right as it mm-hmm. was six months ago, which, yeah. which doesn't make it easier on anybody. It just means that the, the economy is not, um, inflating into oblivion. Right. Um, mm-hmm. we're not going to have to use wheelbarrow trucks, um, to, to dump money, to buy a loaf of bread. So,
0: well, it could happen. It happened in Vietnam. The fed keeps yeah. printing money. It could happen. That's why the uh, in Vietnam, that's why they use dollars when you go to buy something now. But the question is, how long do we stay the primary currency if they keep printing money like they have been? So, and that's a whole different conversation, but
1: yeah, yeah, or if we even maintain having printed currency, I think that's up in the air right now, too.
0: Well, you know, American people revolt, they'll never allow digital currency to become the norm. It would be stupid yeah. to allow the government that much insight into our lives.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I think most people would agree with that. <laughs> They're going to try. We'll see how they are going to try. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's, that. that's, that's been pretty clear, but um, well, one um,
0: thing's for sure. We have not been lit and live today. I apologize because I shut down the audio stream because my audio getting on the, this end was, Oh, it's been good here the last hour, but I don't know what the very beginning. I could hardly understand anyone. Oh, so, uh, but anyway, if you're listening, have you been listening to the show on demand? Uh, don't forget to use a podcast app at uh, podcastapps.com and yeah. uh, feel free to boost the show or we'll read the boost on the next episode, but yeah. But I don't know. I guess it's an interesting time in the podcasting space now. Uh, you know, we've got a t- team members at uh, ATD this week out in San Diego, oh, yeah. and uh, you know they're they're messaging back. The traffic's been good, and lots of good. Uh, yeah, did you hear that the uh,
1: the she podcast live um, got in the the in person event got canceled? Um, so so it's a virtual end. Event Now, did you see the statement that was put out
0: Uh, by Elsie about how companies are not supporting?
1: Yeah, I saw that from Elsie, right? Yeah, if you're going to
0: have a five-star event, you have to have five-star attendance. In other words, you have to have a number of bodies. I think and, and this I see this in not just chief podcasts, but I see this again and again and again. We want to support these groups. We want to. Right. And the challenge is the sponsorship levels are so high.
1: Well, and the number of attendees. Well, and the choice of venues probably didn't didn't help them in this particular situation. It's very expensive hotel. Very expensive. Um, I've stayed at that hotel. It's four hundred dollars a night. Yeah. I don't know um, how they thought that people were going to be able to afford that. So, Um,
0: you know, and I understand they want to do a great event. I have, you know, I love them too. That, and I just, but I think we, if you want to do a successful podcasting event and you're going to have less than 500 people at it, you need to
1: downscale to a, to a, a, a smaller venue. Yeah. Well, they, they made plans for this before we were in a, you know a very serious economic situation too, so because you have to plan this stuff out so far in yeah. advance um that it's difficult to forecast what that environment's gonna be when when it comes time for the event
0: right you know and uh, and i I, I want to support I've just you know we just wrote a check for a, a black podcast awards and a variety of other events we've tried to support and we want to but i you know I have to be fiducially responsible for if i'm going to spend x number of dollars it has to have a return to it um goodwill
1: goes so far right well i think in the past we were able to 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 do that where we the hosting platforms would sponsor and then um, get involved in events because they just they wanted the visibility they wanted to be seen as a as a partner um, with content creators. And sure. and I still think that there's a desire to do that, but I think with the tough economy, it's making it harder to justify those choices. Um, that There has to be a real return on it. There has to be a, you know, why did the, I only take
0: two people to NAB? Because right. the economy's tighter and I'm, I'm being
1: very, I have to make sure there's, there's ROI. Yeah. So I think, well, and, and let's be frank about it too. With the the she podcast event has never really been a a really big event. I mean, it's it's been in the I think the four to six hundred range of attendees. I think so. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, but, but if you look at the
0: sponsor rates, the sponsor rates were some of them were like podcast movement sponsor rates,
2: not that
1: right high. where they get they you were- know two two or three thousand people showing up. Right, right. Right. You know, and. And, um, there's a so lot of fixed I, costs
0: at these events, right? And, I fully understand it. Yep. That's why you have to go to a smaller venue. You yep. have to pick a small, you, you know, maybe you have, you, you can find plenty of small venues in hub cities and in yeah. DC not even a hub city. That's, the no, that's right. Chicago, Denver, LA, uh, yeah, I- it you know, you probably wouldn't come.
1: be a city that I would pick for a podcasting conference. Atlanta. No.
0: You know, these are the different kinds of hub cities you want to be in. Yeah. Where there's a major airline hub where you people can get there when one flight. Yeah. Uh, from most destinations in the United States.
1: I mean, even, even Philadelphia
0: would have been a better choice. And I'm sure there would have been, again. I, you know, I I can't, I wasn't in their shoes and I wasn't the one setting up the deal and. But yeah. at the same point, if you don't have the attendance, if people don't register and get tickets, I mean, I feel bad. But it just when I read the read the note about the community not supporting, I it really kind of hurt me a little bit because we
1: want to, right? Yeah, you have to but, give a, you know, a venue an event that people can get behind, right? So, yeah, yeah. I,
0: I hope they're able to regroup and do something, but. I don't know if they lost money in their deposit. I'm sure they're, I'm sure it's probably not good.
1: Right. Yeah. Cause I mean, from what I understand, you have to guarantee stuff with these deals.
0: Well, you, and I'm sure that's why they came to 30 days out. I'm sure that was their exit window. Mm-hmm. Um, right. But what happens to people that have already bought airline tickets now? You know, people that have bought airline tickets to go and people have already bought tickets. Um, yeah, it's tough. It's really tough. Yeah. I don't and know it. how you... And I, you know, it's just, I I don't want to be in an event planner holder. I wouldn't want it that type of stress. I would probably, my brain would explode. After <laughs> that. And
1: it's tough. It's a tough business to be in. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's true. So, well, we so are... What, well, go ahead. Yeah, I think we're at the end here. Pretty close. Yeah, yeah. Um so what's the next event that you're involved with, Todd? Are you, I think it's besides uh, Podcast
0: Movement? I think it's Podcast Movement. I, I don't have anything on the horizon. Uh, my team's getting together in a couple of weeks in Columbus. Uh, and then July, we shut down the Columbus office, and uh, everyone will be 100%. Well, we're already 100% remote anyway. But Oh, so you're going to need,
1: shut down the Columbus office. Yeah.
0: Okay. So if anybody has any need for some commercial furniture in the Columbus area, let me know. And we're not. Going to let it go at 10 cents on the dollar, but I might let it go at 25 cents on the dollar.
3: <laughs> yeah,
0: it's uh you know, we would have shut it down already, but we were stuck at a lease. Yeah. Commercial real estate is going to get devastated in this country as the, over the next couple of years, and people's leases are up, like companies like mine.
1: Commercial real estate is definitely a big question mark as you look to the future.
0: Big, 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 big.
1: It could be a big hit on the economy too, that huh. that collapse. Right? Well, you know
0: we had we had talked to the vendor and said, "Hey, you know, uh, give us a deal. you know you, you know what's happening. Everyone's leaving your building, and they they, they didn't you know they, they would rather have it set empty than to have a reduced rent rate.
1: Hey Todd, I just noticed uh, just in the last couple of minutes here, and also a quote in it from the CEO of Spotify. Daniel Eck um, spoke i guess uh, he he described that Spotify wants to be the best partner for creators right um, yeah and, and he he describes why podcasts are in the the main Spotify app r- rather than in a separate one and when asked if Spotify should pay podcast creators he he replied that the company's goal is to be the best partner for creators.
0: Uh-huh. It dodged the question.
1: Well, yeah, I don't know the complete answer to it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's an interesting question and we've asked that question too, right? Is should yeah. these platforms pay for the content that they are utilizing? Right. Um, should there well, be they, a royalty? Don't pay, they don't
0: pay music artists through their, you know, hardly anything anyway. So you think podcasters are going to get paid anything? Come
1: on. And, they have, and
0: they're and they protected.
1: Yeah. But I think at one point we talked about that too. Should right. should the podcasters right. kind of almost Re- revolt. You know, well, just come together and and create, you know, a, a, a licensing yeah scheme with the, all these all these distributors um, that, yeah. are, that are benefiting from the content without having to, to pay anything for it. Yep. So.
0: That's that story for another day. We are in time.
1: We are. Okay. All, all right, right everybody.
0: Hey, so uh, if you are listening to the show, newmediashow.com, follow or subscribe to the podcast. I believe we will be back here next week at 3 p.m. Eastern, uh, newmediashow.com forward slash live. And uh, we're restreaming everywhere today. I think we're restreaming to the most locations we have ever restreamed to.
1: Right. But we're on on all of my accounts, all my social yeah. accounts, as and well as all of the ones that you have. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> so we're, so we're,
0: uh, we're whammy today. Um, right. I'm Todd at blueberry.com at Geek News on Twitter.
1: And I'm on Twitter as well at Rob Greenlee, and uh, y- y- you can also find this show. On, on Twitter as well um, at nMS podcast uh, and that's actually you can watch the the live stream of this over there as well um, but uh, jump over there and follow us on on Twitter as well and then I can also be found at um, rob Greenley as well under my personal name and and thank you so much for for spending time with us today I appreciate it Todd so are we back next week Todd or are you we're back We're back and you're, you're streaming again. So, okay. Okay. So we'll do the same thing next week too. Absolutely. And uh, let, let us know what you think about what we're doing here. If this is, seems like a interesting experience versus what we usually do, but uh, I don't think it's that much different than what we usually do. But, um, and I do want to mention thanks to StreamYard for, for allowing us to do this. So uh, it was, very helpful that Todd and I, as Todd is traveling. So,
0: so Robbie, you need to get a paid account. I have a paid one. Come on now, pony up and give Streamyard some money.
1: I, <laughs> I do have a pro account. So, okay, I, okay, yeah, <laughs> that's that's why I'm thanking them. <laughs> well, <gotcha. laughs> so, so anyway, well, Todd, we can wrap up the show if you want. Yep. All right, So everybody,
0: thanks for being here, and we'll we'll see you next time here on the New Media Show. Everyone, take care. We'll see you next time.
1: All right, thanks. Bye. Bye.